0: It's available now
1: on all your favorite podcast apps. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a
0: show that we recommend. Rat f***ing is killing your
1: own opposition. And I take on radking jobs so I can get compromising material on politicians that I can use it at a later date. That's rad
0: He was a political fixer who did dirty tricks for money. Now, he's decided to tell all and bring his powerful clients down with him.
1: He's a con man, and I think he's a pretty good con man. Some people tell you absolutely fantastical stories, and and they turn out to be true. Rat
0: from Canada Land Podcasts. Subscribe to it
1: now. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Oh, hey, this is Kate, and you're listening to the Fabulous Queens Podcast. Katie and Nathan would like you to know that their show contains some strong language, so if you're not down with colorful swears, this might not be the show for you. Since you clearly like learning about women in history, check out my podcast, The Exploress, where we time travel back through history to find out what life was like for women of the past. Cheers, bitches! Hey,
0: Nathan.
1: Hey, Katie.
0: Happy quarantine day number five million and
1: thirty-two. It's a quarantined Easter this year. Oh
0: yeah, it's Easter today. Yeah. Ah shit, I forgot. Happy
1: Happy Easter.
0: Quarantine
1: Easter. Man,
0: if I was a religious person, all this virus and weird weather stuff happening so close to holy days would be would make me be like well end of times
1: yeah right <laughs> uh, totally it would have been like it
0: all coming to an end
1: the seven horsemen riding in and blowing their trumpets ready for the world end.
0: how <clears throat> is your sanity what's your sanity level today in quarantine day number 700,532? so
1: one be- <laughs> one being like sane and 10 being crazy sure okay so i'm always at a steady five like, that's just... I mean, even without quarantine. <laughs> even on a good day. Yeah, do you, no quarantine or not. I'm, I'm a steady five. Um, so I'd say about a six yeah. or seven. <laughs> okay. What about you, Katie? I'm
0: at a hard nine.
1: <laughs> hard nine. I know, you had, me, you had me laughing at them before we started recording because she's just telling some stories and she's like, ah, I'm going crazy! So, yeah, Katie's... Katie's a lost whole damn mind.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just... I'm... Anybody that knows me knows I'm, like, a naturally extroverted person. Oh, yeah.
1: You're social. So,
0: like, I, I see on the internet all these introverts being, like, finally, this is our time. And I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> finally, this is our time. You know <laughs> I just want to leave the house. I just want to go sit at a restaurant and have somebody bring me food.
1: I know. Like, <laughs> chips and salsa. And visit... Oh, my God. This- Visit
0: with people and hug people and shake their hands. Happy <laughs> Easter. Today, we're continuing our theme of quarantine queens, queens that have suffered a few years or so of isolation, and also queens that are maybe a little bit more obscure. This seems like a good time to do deep dives into women that maybe you've never heard of. Right. So today, we are talking about Sophia Alexeyevna of Russia. She was the daughter and sister of SARS of Russia. Uh, and she served as a regent in Russia, but ended up in, you guessed it, isolation.
1: Kind of a running theme right now.
0: <laughs> it's... It's our thing. So, Nathan, what is our drink for today?
1: We are drinking Black Russians. So, it is two parts vodka, one part Kahlua, so you can just make that as strong as you want. Just beware, because it's straight liquor. Um, But it's not like you can go anywhere, so it's not like you're drinking and driving. It's
0: not like you're driving. I mean, I wouldn't suggest drinking it right before your Zoom meeting for work or anything.
1: Mmm. No, this is definitely something that could uh, act as a household cleaner after you're done. Um, Because it's just (laughs) straight fucking alcohol. Um, But yeah, it's super strong. So proceed with caution. Add water if needed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Vodka for breakfast. We've got some Patreon shout outs to get to. Hey. So first is our queen mothers or bougie ass hoes. We got Ashley, Charity, Delana, Emily, Heather, Lizzie, Madison, and Natalie. Hey <laughs> girls, thank you.
1: And now for our queen consort supporters: Alexandra M, Alexandra L, Allison D, Allison L, Alyssa, Amanda, Amber, Anne, Ashley, Audrey. Gusta, Barry, Bethany B, Bethany D, Brittany who just happens to be bittersweet, uh, Brittany, Callie, Car- <laughs> Carson, Chelsea, Ch- M, Chelsea R, Christina, Claire, Cody, Crystal, Danny H, Danny N, Daphne, Dina, Delaney, Ditra, <laughs> Diana, Emily, Evan, Emma, Aaron, Haley, Y, Haley, O, Helene, Jackie, Jamila, Jamie, Jara, Jessica, Joel, Jose, Julie, Carla, Kat, Catherine, Kaylee, Kiki, Kristen, Christina, Kylie, LaMonica, Laura, Lauren, Lauren L, Lauren S, Linda, Lindsay, J, Lindsay, Maya, Megan, Mel, Melanie, Melissa, Michelle, Miranda, Morgan, Nicolette, Paula, Peggy, Rachel, Reina, Rita, Roxana, Sarah, L, Sarah K, Shauna, Shante, Stephanie, Tabitha, Taylor, Terry, Toby, Trista, Valerie, and Seth.
0: All right, thanks, guys. So I'm gonna do our shout out for our Empress supporters. We got Aaron, Amy, Amber, Anastasia, Angelica, Annette, April. Ashley, Becky, Bonnie, Brianna, 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 Brendan, Brooks, Candace, Camille, Krista, Christine, Claire, Danielle, Deanna, Erica, Erin, Genevieve, Isabel, Jackie, Jacqueline, Jackie, Jamie, Jared, Jennifer, Jessica, 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 Jessica Jody, Jolene, Julia, Julianne, Karen, Kate. Caitlin, Kathy, Kayla, Kaylee, Kelly, Kevin, Kiana, Corey, Kim, Lana, Lauren, Lietta, Lucy, Maddie, Mariah, Maureen, Megan, Michelle, Megan, Michael, Nicole, Piper, Rebecca, Robin, Rowena, Samantha, Sarah, Sandra, Savannah, Sophie, Spencer, Stacy, Stephanie, Tammy, Taylor, Tiffany, Tracy, and Yen. Thank you so much to all of our supporters on every level. And thanks for all of our listeners, Um, whether you support us financially or just like download or follow us on social media. All of you guys are, you have no idea how much it helps us.
1: We love you guys. guys.
0: All right. So, Sophia of Russia, let's dive in. We actually know. her birthday.
1: Hootie hoo.
0: I know, right? They actually wrote down when a woman was born. She was born September twenty-seventh, sixteen fifty-seven in Moscow.
1: What what um, what would her sign would what would her sign be? That's Libra. So she she would been a Libra. Okay. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. My sister my sister, her husband, and my husband are all like have birthdays on the same week and so they're all Libras <laughs> that so that's like? how you knew <laughs> it's a, oh, yeah so her dad was uh the Alexei the first Tsar of Russia and her mother was his first wife a woman named Maria who I'm not going to try to say her last name you are welcome yeah <laughs> it's a Maria very Russian name yeah is what we're gonna so obviously <laughs> gonna call her mama.
1: So he was the second czar of the Romanov dynasty and was a pretty popular dude. I mean, there was a lot of war and shit.
0: Her mother's family was minor nobility. And I thought this was kind of interesting. The heir to the throne always married someone from the Russian minor nobility. It not Mm -hmm. only um, kept the gene pool a little less murky and incesty, Mm -hmm. but it also kept the minor nobility loyal like not 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 wanting to start any revolutions or anything yeah because like hey maybe my daughter might have a chance to marry
1: into the royal family so i'm gonna keep my mouth shut and not try to kill the king hey good idea
0: exactly (laughs) and i don't know if they were doing it on purpose to keep like the genes a little more separate because they but they could have also been looking over at, like the Habsburgs at the same time, being like, "Oh, they're starting to look funky. Yeah, let's uh, <laughs> let's not marry, let's
1: not marry all our cousins. This because is, that yeah. maybe that's causing them to look all weird and shit." So yes, <laughs> so the two had a pretty happy marriage. I mean, in the twenty years that they were married, they had thirteen fucking children. That is a lot of baby making. I mean, five of these kids died in infancy, so, you know, but still, (laughs) that's a shitload of kids.
0: Their upbringing was kind of interesting. The Russian girls and boys were brought up very, very differently. Mm -hmm. They were not educated together. They didn't socialize with each other. And she had like a handful of sisters and they did not hang out with any men the princesses, the daughters of the Tsar, lived very separate lives without any male interaction like at all besides like their dad and their brothers.
1: Oh god, I would be going crazy with no men. God.
0: <laughs> I know, right?
1: <laughs> what do they do wear the black? All-
0: <laughs> they had to wear like these dark veils anytime they had to leave I would the too. House. I would like, be I-, I would
1: be in mourning if I couldn't get dick.
0: yeah i'm sure that was their exact thinking (laughs) the daughters were brought up in this building called a tarum and the tarum is like the upper level of the palace and it was pretty excluded from royal court they were basically raised and educated to be nuns and they lived like this really sheltered life and if they needed to go somewhere they rode in carriages with like the windows like blacked out
1: and they wore like
0: heavy bulky non-shape forming clothing um it was a really secluded life
1: oh that would have driven me nuts but anyway their education so her education wasn't expected to be anything to like write home about but unlike her sisters she really ended up getting a little bit more special treatment in regards to her education. So there's this dude named Paulitz who tutored her brothers and he also tutored Sophie too, but,
0: but not any of her sisters, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Like, I don't know if her father was just like, well, Sophie's special or if Sophie like specifically asked to get a better education than the rest of her sisters. It definitely leads me to believe that she was probably her father's favorite of the daughters.
1: Yeah. And she's probably a lot sharper and on it than the other ones are. I mean, an education makes a world of difference in terms of nobility.
0: Yeah. And just in terms of life, you know, there's, there's a reason it's mandatory for us all to go to school now.
1: (laughs) Right. We, we don't know if she would have actually been taught the same classes as her brothers. But...
0: It's still noteworthy that she got a good education. Yeah. Um. When Sophie was 12, her mother Maria died. Mama gave birth to a very sick baby, and both the baby and mom died pretty soon after. We don't, like, have any recorded memoirs or anything. We don't know how Sophie grieved and handled the death of her mother, but... You know, you'd have to assume, not great. And her dad, dad, the Tsar, did uh, mourn mama pretty seriously. And people thought he was never going to remarry. So they must have really been in love, which is sweet.
1: Yeah. So Sophie had three living brothers. There was an older brother named Alexei. (laughs) Real creative with the name. Um, He was supposed to be the future of the monarchy in Russia. It was pretty much all eggs in the basket for Alexi um, because her two other brothers were disabled and it was pretty much assumed that they were not going to be effective leaders. So those brothers were her two younger brothers, Theodore and Ivan. Theodore was just like physically disabled. You know, he suffered like some sort of paralysis, some sort of, so it wasn't anything mentally
0: Yeah, Fyodor was actually really clever and smart. So it's kind of bag of dicks for assuming that he wouldn't be a good leader just because he was handicapped, but whatever.
1: But Ivan, the other brother, was both physically and mentally disabled. So he was known as Ivan the Ignorant, which is fucking Rude. (laughs) Rude. Rude. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yes. As things go... Alexi, the one that was capable, uh, died a year or so after Mama died. So then the Tsar was like, fuck, I need to get married again and have more heirs. So he remarried this chick named Natalia, who was only six years older than the now 15-year-old Sophia.
1: Okay. That's Alexei like,
0: Yeah. <laughs> Alexi really fell in love with his new wife, who is 30 years younger than him. Oh, my God.
1: Can you imagine, like, what it would be like being like Sophie? Like, you lose your mom, you lose your brother, and then now you see your dad in love with somebody who's fucking your age. You know, like, what in the literal fuck? And to
0: see your dad be, like, in love with her when you're, like, no, you're you were in love with mom. Why are you Yeah. I... And so Sophia's maternal family, so Mama Maria's family um didn't want the Sartre to remarry. Didn't they that was going to jeopardize their place at court.
1: Yeah. They're like, "You know, you don't need any more kids. You've got plenty of sons. You've got three yeah and so
0: they even like (laughs) accused Natalia of being a witch
1: surprise surprise
0: so but that must have put Sophia in a weird place because like she's already missing her mom she's probably already gonna resent this lady a little bit for taking her mom's place but then also on top of that her maternal side of her family is like villainizing this poor woman so badly it it just must have been a really hard time for sophia and it's like 15 is already a hard time just to be a person
1: (laughs) (laughs) to exist this
0: couldn't have helped
1: to exist
0: existing while while 15 is hard enough so yeah this couldn't have helped anything
1: yeah, so Daddy ended up having a son with his new wife, and his name is Peter, and you've probably heard of him. Last name is the Great. And there was talk that the Tsar would rewrite his will and make Peter his heir after he died, skipping over the the older two sons. So when Alexei had a heart attack three years later, fast forward, it said that Sophia rushed to his deathbed and begged Dad like, please don't pass up Fyodor. He might be like, he might have a gimp leg, but that doesn't mean he can't fucking rule Russia. Exactly. And and again, this is all speculation, but based on her better education than her sisters, we're kind of prone to believe that her dad had a soft spot for her. So when Alexei died in 1676, the title of czar went to Sophia's brother, Fyodor, and he became Fyodor III of Russia.
0: So her life more or less stayed the same as it had been, basically living the life of a nun. Um, Fun fact, I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole because none of Alexi's daughters ever got married, and he had like four or five. And I went, like, so I went and looked at the Tsar before him and the Tsar before that. It had been like over a hundred years or so since any of the daughters of a czar had gotten married oh wow which is just so different whenever we're doing like european histories and stuff like that it's like you use your princesses to build alliances and it was more like oh no the princesses lived like in the tarot like lived this super secluded life basically of a nun so that's just um i mean this all changes uh, with the next generation after Sophie, they become much. Russia becomes much much more Westernized, but I just thought that was so weird and interesting, right?
1: Yeah, that is crazy. That's so weird yeah. that they just live like this. I mean, some of the some of the uh, daughters of kings have gone and become nuns too. You know, they've done that as well. Oh well, yeah, That's yeah, not yeah, heard yeah. of. But that was usually when they retire, um, and they lived a secluded or. Life. Or if you
0: had like six daughters, maybe one of them goes on to be a nun or something like that. But it was just interesting that they were like not expected to get married. And I was just like, depending on what way you look at it, I wonder if they liked that or not. Because one, you're not getting married off when you're 11 to a (laughs) 30-year-old
1: or whatever. uh You're not going to
0: die in childbirth, you know, whenever you're too young to be having babies anyway. Or if it was... A lonely life. I don't know. It was just a weird little rabbit hole I went down that I thought was so bizarre.
1: So reel it back in. Back to Sophie. Uh, Reel it back in. Theodore died in 1682 with no children. So he would have been about 21 at the time and Sophie would have been 25.
0: And then Sophie did something like unprecedented. She attended Theodore's funeral. And get this. She showed emotion.
1: Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, that doesn't sound all that crazy,
0: but for the time and place, it was like the scandal. I was like, first of all, women weren't supposed to attend state events. And, you know, the funeral of the czar would be a state event. So she wasn't meant to attend. And then, like, at that, at the funeral, you weren't meant to, like, show emotion which is just again so bizarre for us to think about i know that's Um, crazy but she was like she was like crying and just everyone was just a bit like all right she is making a spectacle of herself what is she up to oh Um, yeah don't don't let it it,
1: don't let this like weepy bullshit like like fool you this was a total power play by sophia she was showing like Hey, if you're going to try to pass up my brother, I'm not just going to sit by and watch that happen. I'm not afraid exactly. to make a scene in front of everybody. And I am here, motherfuckers. H-E-R-E. Exactly. <laughs>
0: um, No one really took her warning to heart. And stepmother, her stepmom's family successfully put Peter on the throne mm. as the next czar. And Peter, Peter's like a baby. Well, now I guess he's like. 10 something like that um but this was a big fucking mistake um so there was this class of people called the boyars and the boyars are like the part of nobility that kind of like make up like the parliament more or less that's the best um analogy i can kind of think of
1: so they have a lot of power they have like a lot of power okay
0: yeah so it's the boyars the stepmom's family. Um, convinced the boyars, like had a bunch of them in their pocket, and that's how they got Peter on the throne. And uh-huh. so the two, the two families of the wives of the czars are basically at war with each other. So, and so-
1: yeah, Sophia is like the head of her side of the family, mm-hmm. and she's
0: a matriarch basically. Yeah, at, at like twenty five, <laughs> which is <laughs> crazy
1: to think of. <laughs> And the stepmom's family and Sophia... is really underestimating their power. Like, they're like, "Yeah, this little 25-year-old, we... she can't do anything.
0: Yeah. So Sophia goes to the Boyars, and she's like, look, this is ridiculous. This goes against every precedented rule of succession in Russia. Ivan is older. You're breaking the law by skipping him. And they were basically like, look at him, though. Unlike Fyodor- Ivan really was not mentally capable to be ruling. Yeah. Um, There's lots of speculation. It's really not well documented. Because I think without those kind of things, they kind of just wanted to hide it. So there's not a whole lot of doctor's notes that survive what was wrong with Ivan. Um, a lot of people think it was like maybe like Down syndrome or
1: something like uh. that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... So, yeah, he had no business ruling, but she doesn't know what her future is going to look like if Ivan and her family are just put to side. This is this is 17th century Russia. It's the fucking wild, wild west. Like, is she yeah. going to get killed? Like, what's going to happen to her? Um, so she's like, well, how about she's like talking to the boyars? She's like, let's do a joint rule where Ivan and Peter are co and they, the boyars basically laughed her out of the house. They were like, oh, okay, bye now. Bye-bye. Cozy, uh, bye-bye. cozy,
1: cozy Cozars. <laughs> cozars. Um, <laughs> so out of nowhere, this rumor was started that Theodore had been poisoned by someone. And who would have had a motive to see Theodore dead? Hmm. Mm-hmm. And when we say that, like, out of nowhere, this rumor happened, we mean that definitely Sophie started it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sophie definitely started this rumor. She's just, like, walking around being like, I heard somebody poison Theodore. And they're just like, what? Who said that? And then she's, like, gone. And then <sighs> everyone's just like, did y'all hear that? Did y'all hear that Theodore was poisoned? Who would poison Theodore? Oh, stepmom's <laughs> family. Natalia's family would have a reason to put. Po- yeah. And so... Basically, she's like planting the seeds of like a conspiracy. Mhm. So let's learn a vocabulary word real quick. Streltsy. The Streltsy in Russia are the most common rank of the Russian military and they're going to play a big part in this story. They're fucking ton of streltsy (laughs) i mean Russia's fucking huge and like they've just been war dicking pretty hard over the last couple of centuries so the streltsy there's like hundreds of thousands of people in this rank of military and they were already unhappy about stuff that we're not going to go into because this is not a military podcast but there was all all you need to know is they were already kind of like, they were already kind of pissed off. They just needed, like, a really unifying thing to be pissed off about. And this basically. did it. <laughs> yes. So the streltsies were much more likely to be, like, old school thinking, more conservative, um, and being dedicated to, like, the old, what's the word I'm looking for, traditions, stuff like that. Mm. So they were already sort of, like you're just gonna fucking pass up ivan but he's the older son of the czar they were already a little bit annoyed by that and sophie knew this and so she makes sure that like when they're having like their big fucking meeting or whatever in moscow that somebody like basically just runs into the crowd and is like natalia's family had theodore poison and then ran out and they were just all basically like what the fuck <laughs>
1: So the tension in this country between the two families and the Boyars and the Streltsy is really coming to a fucking head. And then Mm -hmm. one day in the middle of a Streltsy meeting in Moscow, one of Sophie's dudes runs into the middle of a crowded meeting and shouts, Stepmama's family has murdered Prince Ivan. They're going to kill Lexi's daughters. We need the whole family's safety. I don't know why they're from like backwoods, Alabama, but uh, that's where they're from today. I don't know
0: either, but that <laughs> it yes. So what ensues next is called the Moscow Uprising of 1682. The Streltsy arrive as like a big fucking angry Russian mob to the Kremlin. And Natalia, stepmama, came out to greet them because, like, they're thinking they've had Ivan murdered to, like, shut mm-hmm. up this side of the family. So he, she comes out there. And you have to remember, like, Ivan was only, like, four when Mama died. So Natalia and his, for all intents and purposes to him, like, Natalia is his mom. Like, he calls her Mama. And... Natalia views Ivan as his, her child as well. So she comes out on the steps and with Peter and Ivan and Natalia is just like, no, no, they're, they're both here. They're both safe. I wouldn't hurt him, but angry mob is going to angry mob. And things just <laughs> things just get out of control.
1: So basically they tore apart the allies of stepmoms family Many of the boyars were tortured, murdered, and stepmama Natalia was trying to protect her brothers because, you know, torture and murder. <laughs> Maybe not your children. Um, and yeah. poor baby special needs Ivan is like clinging on Natalia, the only mother he's ever known, not understanding what the fuck is going on.
0: They are like literally just like setting shit on fire, breaking windows, looting. And torturing and murdering anybody that they, anybody that's a boyar or whatever. Like, it's just absolute mayhem.
1: And poor little baby Peter. He's only like 10 at the time. And he's like clinging onto his mom because he's fucking 10. And this is like the safest place that he's ever lived in his whole life. And it's all being torn apart. And these poor little dudes saw Natalia trying to like physically stop her brothers being dragged off and murdered. Um, bitch didn't succeed there's a a really heartbreaking painting of the scene with natalia and baby peter looking like super distraught as natalia's brothers are being dragged away and sophie's just like standing there chilling looking like she's the one that's orchestrating all this shit
0: I mean, she, pro- she was prop Sophie herself was somehow not there at the scene. Like she happened to know, like she knew it was going to happen or something. She made herself scarce. So it's just, it's a fucking slaughter. Y'all mm-hmm. the boyars hoping to end the mayhem. May like they send out a messenger. That's like, Hey guys, if y'all just stop this crazy shit, we grant everybody total amnesty. Just stop for the love of God, Please just stop and that's when yeah and that's when sophie like comes out of her rooms like did i miss something what's going on why isn't it like (laughs) and she goes out into the steps of the kremlin and she's just like i just want to tell you guys how fucking brave that was and i think like vodka on me for the whole crowd like everybody (laughs) let's have a drink and the crowd just goes wild for Sophie.
1: Oh wow. Well, I mean, you you go to Russia right? like vodka, and it's like,
0: yay. <laughs> and she's like telling the Streltsy basically like how brave what they did was and how, you know, how corrupt the system had been, and like just like she had them eating out of the palm of her hand. So once every like once everything was like cleaned up. The first thing that happened is they declared that Ivan and Peter would be co-cairs. <laughs> Imagine that, and that Sophie. Yeah. Oh, what a what a funny <laughs> conclusion for them to come to. And that Sophie would be regent until Peter reached his
1: majority. Oh, yeah. So, how, how did that happen? I, I just walked out of my I room know. and I became regent.
0: <laughs> like, me? Regent? I feel, if that's what you want, okay.
1: <laughs> so Sophie goes up to Natalia's like, Everybody, shush! William Shatner has something to say. Kat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love
0: dies?
1: It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be. I think you and Peter should probably get the fuck out of Moscow. And <laughs> Natalia's like, uh, uh, duh.
0: <laughs> like, oh, you think? Oh, yeah. Like we, Like we'd really want to stay here after that anyway. <laughs> and so they went to live they went to live out at um sar alexis like he had this hunting lodge out in the country that was like his favorite spot so natalia and peter go to live there and um they would they would come back to moscow every now and then for like official duties but for now we've got sophie is running russia where she thinks she should be. So this seems like a good place to take a quick break. Y'all go top off those very strong drinks, and we will be back in just a minute. So Sophie settles into her regency. First order of business, Ivan needs to get married. He needs to make some heirs. so her side of the family is the next in line. Ivan and his bride that Sophie chose for him had a total of five daughters, though it's kind of contested of if Ivan actually bothered the children. But it doesn't matter because they're all girls. Hashtag bag of dicks.
1: Yeah, right. It's like, hey, you can dispute it, but who cares? They're all women.
0: Ah, (laughs) <laughs> we can't, we can't. We're just going to put them in the taram. It's fine.
1: So, Sophie ruled Russia as an autocrat. So, she was not interested in getting outside influences, and she didn't even try to act like the two czars were doing much of anything in the way of, you know, actual governing. They were just- I mean, like they were babies. children. Yeah, they yeah, were Yeah, they were, were children, so. <laughs> um, both czars had a coronation in June of 1682, where both were crowned, but again- everyone knew Sophie was running the fucking show.
0: It had been almost 200 years since a woman ruled as regent. I mean, we're talking like Olga of Kiev. Like that was the last time. And I mean, it wasn't even Russia then, you know, (laughs)
1: Yeah, but that was
0: the last time that a woman ruled as regent. And so Sophie was like, okay, I'm a realist. I need to have some men on my side. So she befriended this one guy named uh, Prince Vasili. I'm not even going to try to say his last name. Again, you're welcome. But she... Some people say that their relationship was romantic based on some letters she had written him. Yeah, but but, I don't 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 think think so. so.
1: Yeah, let's be real. Like, back in the day, they wrote each other much more affectionately, even if you were like friends yeah and there were there's like letters yeah. from mother to daughter that sound like slightly erotic in today's terms but it's exactly. not it's just the way that they wrote
0: i mean i definitely think that there was affection there they were obviously very very close i don't think it was a romantic relationship and there's nothing to support the cl- like even if she was in love with him he had a family and a wife that he had many children with. So I don't, I don't think, I think it was just a very good friendship and maybe she like had a crush on him. Who knows? But I don't think it was a romantic relationship, but he was, he was her right hand man in all things.
1: Yeah. And she made him a big fucking deal at court. I mean, the two of them were basically running the show. Like, when diplomats would come in for official business, they'd have this mock meeting with the czars and they were all cute. And then they'd go and have this real meeting with Sophie and Vaseline.
0: Exactly. Sophie's main thing is she was like, okay, my dad had been all about the military and expanding Russia's landholding via military. And she was like, so my dad was pretty popular, so I'm going to do – let's do more of that. But she, while she had, like, an education, she didn't – no one would have ever educated her on military or war. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was and not expected.
0: Vasily was a brilliant diplomat, and he was really great at policy but he wasn't he wasn't a general he was he also did not know military so what katie's so, getting
1: at is mistakes were made mistakes
0: <laughs> were made <laughs> yes <laughs> so let's give like a big again we're not a military podcast military and war and stuff like that does not interest me at all i'm sure there are tons of podcasts that do go into this more in depth so you're welcome to research that on your own but we are going to give A big, sweeping overview of some of Sophie's uh, policies and her rise and fall. Um, As everything else in Russian history, it is confusing. (laughs) So bear with us. Things start out strong. And Sophie manages to make peace with Poland. Yeah, they end up uh, this signing is a big fucking deal.
1: Yeah, they end up signing a. I think the peace treaty's name is the uh, the Treaty of Perpetual Peace.
0: Perpetual peace. It sounds promising. <laughs> Everything <laughs> about that sounds good.
1: Not just regular peace. Uh, <laughs> <they> perpetual, have...
0: <laughs> perpetual, forever peace. Poland and Russia had been at war since like. forever forever, i think is what the history books have it at so it was really popular or at least on the russian end of the treaty that they were calling it truce um the but for poland the thing that got them to finally sign it is that russia would basically be like your enemies are my enemies your battles are my battles. And since Russia is so much bigger and has such a much bigger military than Poland, that that was a big win for them, for Poland. Mm-hmm. And again, um, since it's all like the military, like this is all about like, okay, our battles are your battles now. So we're going to get a big chunk of your military but we've got these two people running the country who don't really know what the fuck they're doing when it comes to war and shit. So that could be a problem.
1: So speaking of people who were great at military, remember little Peter uh last name the Great, you know, off in that country. <laughs> um he's enjoying his wonderful education and he's like kind of obsessed with the military.
0: Like a lot of little boys are, yeah, especially Army. back then. G.I.
1: Yeah. Joe or G.I. Kremlin. I don't know what they would call that. Um, <laughs> so he wants to start his own G. little... Dimitri. Mi- <laughs> so he wants to start his own little military game. And he had this idea that if he could just get a bunch of boys about his age from all over the country to be sent to him, and they could play like military games all summer.
0: Like So it's kind of like... It's kind of like going to space camp, but military.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, I'm sure that went over really well at that time period.
0: Are you right? I mean, it's kind of cool. Like, they ended up sending, like, he ended up getting basically, like, um, the noble families were, like, Yeah, we'll send some of our sons to come be hang out with the czar all summer, and then but then he also got sons from families of serfs and boyars and everything in between, and so he ends up having like three hundred boys like out at his country place, and they're like waking up every morning doing boot camp shit and. Everybody plays a different role and you would think that, oh, then Peter was, you know, always had himself as captain or whatever. But no, he would be, okay, today I'm going to be, uh, you know, one of the Streltsy and tomorrow I'm going to be like part of like the... You know, like a military doctor and today, like he wanted to play every single part so that he knew what every single person in the military experienced, which when you think about he's like only 12 or something, that's actually really cool. Yeah. And so and so now he's got these, yeah, they're little boys now, but they're going to grow up to be the future of Russia and from all different classes interacting with each other and like just growing this. Strong affection for Peter. Sophie was like, "Yeah, keep him entertained, let him play his little war games out in the country," but she really probably should have stopped and thought about the implications of him building his own army Uh, of children who are going to grow up to be men one day.
1: Uh, Yeah, (laughs) and then foreshadowing, Peter turns out to be like good at the military, and like he's
0: real good at military,
1: really, really good.
0: And so now he's got, like, this ride-or-die posse. So, anyway, back to Sophie and her eternal peace. Um, The enemy of Poland is now also the enemy of Sophie. And so she agrees to go to war with the Turkish forces that are trying to to claim the Crimea. Um, Long story short, it went bad. (laughs) And Sophie and Vasily lost... A ton of troops without even seeing battle.
1: Ouch! Like,
0: like they rode out, like they rode out to the Crimea, and they just like just didn't know what they were doing. The Turks outsmarted them without even seeing them face to face.
1: Oh my god! So I get why F- Sophie was so like laser focused on the Turkish enemy who went by the. Every time I see the name that they went by at the time, I think of taters. Um, but it's not. <laughs> it's Tatars. That's, yeah, they called
0: themselves the Tatars, and the Tatars would go to the Ukraine, kidnap like whole villages of people, and bring them and sell them to the Ottoman Empire's. Yeah, we covered um, that
1: in our Roxalena episode.
0: Yeah, that's what happened to Foxy Roxy. Yeah, um, her she was one of those people kidnapped by. The Turkish people and sold to the Ottoman Empire. It worked out a lot better for Roxalena than most
1: of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the Ukraine is supposed to be under, it's like part of Russia's landholding. So it's supposed to be under the protection of Russia. So she's trying to help her people. She's so it's she's trying to help her now new best friend Poland, but also protect. Her people. So, in her mind, she is doing this really noble thing and trying to fight the Tatars, but she's really bad at it. (laughs) It should have been a good thing. What I'm getting at is it should have been a good thing, but it was not.
1: (laughs) So, so he didn't want anyone doubting her. So when Vasily returned, she declared him a national hero, throwing him a fucking parade, and he was to be given, like, this medal of bravery by the Czars. But when Vasily arrived to the Kremlin, Peter refused to see him. He didn't, like, come right out and say it, but Vasily didn't fucking win any battles it
0: was it was a, it, i mean technically it was a truce but in peter's eyes it was like well no you lost you we didn't gain anything like we didn't sign a peace treaty and we lost a shitload of men i mean peter's not wrong you know um
1: <laughs> but now this little boy it shows like peter this little boy of 12 is no longer 12 he's 16 and he has a little bit of an army and he's smart, and he knows a hell of a lot more, uh, especially about the military, than the people that that are running the show currently. And yeah, also, he has grown. This kid, well, once he's full grown,
0: Peter the Great was six foot six.
1: That's a giant. So,
0: you know, especially back then. Back then, the average height was so much less, you know, and so six foot six is fucking huge. So I'm sure like at 16, he's already like a force to like he looks scary i'm yeah. sure but sophie's pissed she's like who does this little err very tall man <laughs> who does he think he fucking is has he been brokering peace with our enemies no has he been trying to save the ukraine no so she's like really pissed off at this huge sign of disrespect from peter Mm-hmm. But, like, side note, the whole country is starting to whisper, like, all right, do the czars really need a regent anymore? Ivan is 22. Peter is 16, going on 40. <laughs>
1: um,
0: and al- also, when you saw the two czars next to each other, like, disabled Ivan, who was not really interested in running the country whatsoever, next to... Um, this very tall man who was super smart and super engaged. Um, It was obvious, like, okay, who's really going to end up being our czar, you
1: know? Yeah. And so Sophie, what does she do? She's like, hmm, how do I make myself more powerful? (laughs) So one one of her advisors, a dude named Theodore Shacklaviti, he was like, you know, you need to move in and make yourself not regent. You need to make yourself Zarina in your own right. And Sophie's like. Uh.
0: And Sophie's like, yes, yes. Say more of that. <laughs> <laughs> I like how that sounds.
1: <laughs> she did not want to have to answer to some teenager just living out of the country his whole life, barging in and then starting to run the country.
0: And while like the following sounds like really simple, it was a really dumb move for a woman to usurp power. They needed to. She was going to need to do it more sneakily, more like coming in the back door, not like so obviously blatantly trying to take power for herself. Yeah. But instead, she had like this an official portrait made of herself, wearing the crown, holding the scepter, holding that oh, hand grenade looking thing.
1: Ooh, and it was like move. the most
0: flamboyant. Obvious grab for power, and the people were not into it,
1: yeah, because she wasn't crowned, she wasn't anointed, and now she's pretending like she was.
0: And she had a vagina (gasps) on top of all of that. How
1: dare she!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, remember, the Streltsy is like her big backing, and like we already said, they're super conservative and into tradition. And this was a big turnoff to them, you know? And same with a lot of the boyars. Yeah.
1: So after this, a lot of the boyars in the Streltsy obviously turned on her. And so a lot of the Muscovite army left Moscow and went to Peter and was like, hey, we can has you. (laughs) Has you? We like you. And Sophie starts to hear that her army is abandoning her and she goes into like... Full blown panic mode.
0: <laughs> I mean, can you I mean, blame her?
1: No, you can't. Like, seriously, you're losing all of your army. So she writes to Peter as like, why don't you come to Moscow and you know we could rule together? And he's like, um, that's a hard no.
0: <laughs> it's a no for me, dog. Absolutely. <laughs> She's like, okay. I got this. I'm gonna go see my brother. We can talk it out in person. I'm sure once I get there, we'll just like be like, this is a huge misunderstanding. And we can come to a truce. But she's on the road to see him and like his people meet her and they block her. They're like, No, he has no interest in seeing you. And uh, your name is not on the guest list. You were not invited.
1: Oh, that seems pretty immature. <laughs>
0: I mean, he was sixteen, but I—I <laughs> I mean, his advisors are gunning for a hundred percent control. They don't yeah. want a regent anymore. Um, so Sophie knows this is bad, and she runs back to Moscow. I imagine going, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit!" the whole way
1: home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does. Does Peter really owe her any sort of kindness? I mean, it is 17th century Russia, but Sophie was pretty fucking ruthless. I mean, the brutality that she did by taking power, you know, pretty much causing the death of, I would say, his uncles, you know, like uh, Natalia's brothers. You know, that is a little bit of craziness that he had to go through. Right in
0: front of him right and in front then, of him being 10 years old seeing like your home and your family literally ripped apart like that of uh, that affects that that sticks with you yeah and then <laughs> and she tried not... to
1: get him to be a co-ruler and then now she's trying to co-rule with him and it's like what the fuck is no you're not taking my throne i mean do you really like blame peter for being like no bitch you crazy
0: not not really. <laughs> Not really. So Sophie uh, runs back to the Kremlin. She locks all the doors. She has like hundreds of guards all over the palace. And this is where things get a little confusing because it's a lot of hearsay. It's a lot of gossip. But it seems like what happens is that maybe Sophie received a letter being like, hey, Peter's gonna have you poisoned or he's gonna send somebody to kill you so then maybe sophie started hatching like her own plot to kill peter and oh, God. again i have no idea but what we do know is that somebody left snuck out of the kremlin and rocked up to peter's place like while he was in bed woke him up and was like sophie's sending someone to have you executed your sister's gonna have you killed
1: and peter's like uh that that's that's all i need to know so he gets yep. his he gets his posse of youngins young men who are good at military and you know <laughs> like fiercely loyal to him and gonna fight for him it, and so obviously for sophie it's all downhill from here so mm-hmm. The Tsar wrote a letter to the heads of the Streltsy who are guarding Sophie, being like, hey, uh, you need to come see me. And even though the Streltsy had been loyal to her for the last six years, they can't really say no to the Tsar. So Sophie lost a lot of her protection, and there's really nothing that she could do about it.
0: So Peter's camp is growing and growing and growing. And hindsight is 20 but maybe this would have been a good time for her to just be like, Hey, you got this. I can see clearly that you got this. um, and then she could like retire and like live out the rest of her life as like a beloved sister of the Czar or whatever. Um, but that's not what she did. She did the opposite
1: <laughs> of that. Oh my God! What? Is, th- I, at this one just like there is I no know. hope. There is no hope for you. Sophie. I
0: know. We just need to send Ugh, Sophia. To shady bitch.
1: We need to send Sophia to Shady Pines. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so she tells the Streltsy, she's like, if I catch any of you going like sneaking off to go to Peter's camp. I'm going to have you executed. And this is just like, this puts these people in such a horror, because like they can't say no to the czar, because then they might get executed. But if they leave Sophie, they Literally. might get executed.
1: So, <laughs> so that's can't... it's not a
0: way, it's not a way to like endear the troops to her with fear like that. You know, it was, ugh, it was a bad move. So they start sneaking off in the middle of the night. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Don't blame them either. Again, this would have been another great time for Sophie to be like, All right, I'm going to hang my hat, call it a day, go to Shady Pines, retire, have a good life. But no, bitch. You know, she she steps out to the Kremlin to petition the people of fucking Moscow.
0: Yeah, she's like, y'all, I hear hear y'all have been hearing some shit about me. Look, there's a bunch of jealous assholes out there spreading rumors about me. I'm not trying to kill Peter. I'm di- I didn't start any massacre 6 years ago even though she most likely did. Um I love Russia. I love my brother. I love Moscow. His advisors are just jealous. I've been good to y'all, right? I made peace with Poland, right? Like this is all pretty like I have I've been good to y'all and the people in Moscow are just like, yeah, we don't care. Yeah, you've been cool. Like <laughs> and they they are kind of like endeared to Sophie. Like I guess she made some good points whatever let's go back to doing whatever people in moscow were doing back then because like the common people it doesn't really affect their life all that much if it's Her right Her peter you know
1: right so peter's okay. like so peter catches one and he's like okay i am a hundred percent fucking done with this shit time to shut it down shut it down bitch so his forces yeah. are right on into moscow and a few of Sophie's favorite advisors are immediately caught, tortured, and executed. And do you remember that guy, Fun. Shaq Leviti, um, who told Me. Sophie to have her portrait made so she would be viewed as a Tsarina? <laughs> torture mm. and kilt. Um, so basically, they did that to all of her close advisors.
0: Torture, kilt, torture, kilt. And then they capture Prince Vasili. And this is Sophie's Achilles' heel. She is just like, okay, 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 you win, you win. Please don't torture and murder my buddy. You win. I'm putting down the regency and stepping away slowly. And
1: I don't think that was an easy decision for her because she wasn't dumb. But, I mean, her time in power was over and she finally fucking gets that. Mm -hmm. So she ends up surrendering and is arrested. And Prince Vasily is sent off to northern Russia to live in exile for the rest of his life.
0: But he wasn't murdered. So...
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: So so Sophie's arrested... And we don't know anything from firsthand from her for the rest of her life. Like, she didn't keep any journals, no letters, survive, or anything. But I think it'd be fair to assume at this point when she's arrested, she's like, fuck, fuck, fuckity shit, 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 fuck. Ah, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> um,
1: direct quote. Be
0: lucky, I mean, direct quote, maybe. Um, luckily for her, she was of royal blood, and so she couldn't be like, tried and executed um like that's not a sentence that would ever be passed down to her this but... wasn't,
1: we're not in europe right now <laughs> we're in russia well
0: but also like it's it's like people she may never like be publicly executed but people get accidentally poisoned all the fucking time accidentally was not air quotes there y'all couldn't yeah. see that you know Whoops,
1: i slipped some arsenic in your drink
0: <laughs> yeah, so she was probably just like having a really scary time while they decided what the fuck to do with her. And um, yeah, they f- so finally, they, they decide what the fuck to do with her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Sophie's sentenced to live out the rest of her life in a convent. And while she had these sweets and servants and, you know, it was a pretty kush life she was by no means a free woman she was uh treat she was treated well but she like basically had people watching her 24 7 reading her notes listening to what she was saying to people you know so she was by no means you know living her best life
0: yeah and so she's trying to lay low but much like we've seen with other people this made me think of Poor Baby Jane Grey, hashtag Poor Baby Jane, um, The while she was in prison, an uprising was started in her name. So she had been in this convent for 10 years. She's now 41, and... So it turns out Peter was like a pretty progressive leader. He wanted Russia to be more European. He had progressive ideas about like the military and non-noble citizens. He um, hated a lot of the old Russian customs. And the Streltsy didn't care for this one bit. He made them all cut off their beards, which apparently was a big fucking deal. <laughs> and <laughs> They're a bunch we of have hipsters. no idea. <laughs>
1: Tell yeah, hipp- tell he was like, hipp- "No, all these hippies have got to cut their beards," mm-hmm. and the hippies are like, "Fuck you, dude! How dare you?"
0: Yes, ex- <laughs> exactly. He's like, "No more craft beer, no more skinny jeans. Cut your beards. Let's go." And <laughs> so the streltsies start a rebellion and use Sophie as like their like they want to overthrow Peter. And put Sophie on the throne. And again, like we don't know if Sophie had any part of this whatsoever, or if just like poor baby Sophie, like, like she could have been in jail, be like, no, 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 leave me out of this. Yeah, I really, I really
1: don't, I really don't see her having much of a hand in this because she'd already given up power. But I don't know. I mean, it's possible. I don't know, but
0: maybe, maybe she she was was,
1: being, she was being watched. She was. I'm torn on it yeah she was being watched by everybody her letters were being read because she had somebody on the inside that's rooting for her but how many times in history have we seen somebody who's like in jail not having anything to do with it a, a huge uprising in their name just pops up
0: exactly and that person
1: actually did not want that at all it's just a i'm of crazy torn.
0: <laughs> yeah i'm torn on if i think she had anything to do with her or not because one she wasn't a dumb person and no one you're beat but two she was a hard-headed bitch so i don't know i don't know but anyway um peter puts down the revolution pretty easily pretty quickly and they ugh, i hate this The leaders of Peter's army took the dead body of, like, the executed Strelzies, like, took a handful of them and dangled them, like, by a rope in front of Sophie's window.
1: Yeah, And he was probably like, and they don't even have their beards anymore.
0: Yeah. (laughs) They're dead and clean shaven. But, I mean, it was obviously... (laughs) I mean, they were not subtle with their... points (laughs) points <laughs> like Jesus Christ <laughs> like and so Sophie's so, just like okay 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 I get it I get it <laughs> so, but yeah so she's just like fuckity fuck 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 thinking that like I'm sure she's thinking like okay I'm definitely gonna get like accidentally poisoned oh, now for like,
1: sure for sure somebody's accidentally gonna put a knife on my in my heart
0: yeah <laughs> But instead, they were just like, you're becoming a nun.
1: And she was just like, <laughs> cool, okay. awesome. Sounds good, guys. I am down with that. Yeah, okay. Again, then- that, that's that's like that's like stuff that in Europe they just did randomly. You know, when you retired or yeah. your, your husband died, you became a nun. So it's like, cool, thanks.
0: And so the Sarevna Sophia becomes sister Susanna. And She's housed in the same convent and she's still got the nice rooms, but things become significantly sadder for her. Like she is, none of the other nuns are like allowed to talk to her. Like oh, wow. you can't sit with us. Like Besides on yeah, Easter. She could only, except for on Easter, which I didn't even think of. Today, Today we, we could have talked, talked to Sophie.
1: To Sophie. <laughs>
0: yes but any other day of the year like don't talk to her she couldn't receive letters she lived out the rest of her life incredibly secluded while her reputation still now like her reputation was torn apart so um in 1704 at age 46 after 15 years in prison and six years in like a real world prison sophie dies at the monastery at the convent. And um her legacy is just absolute trash, but you have to <laughs> look at it.
1: Don't sugarcoat it at all. I
0: do think no, I do think though cuz she was dragged through the mud for um her actions throughout history. But I do think that we'll see in the coming decades it being reexamined and maybe she doesn't deserve quite the reputation she got, you know?
1: No, yeah, maybe so. But I mean, the bitch had balls or ovaries.
0: The bitch had balls. So cheers to Sophie. Happy Easter.
1: Yay. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Love ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Rat f***ing is killing your own opposition. And I take on rat f***ing jobs so I can get compromising material on politicians that I can use at a later date. That's rat f***ing.
0: He was a political fixer who did dirty tricks for money. Now, he's decided to tell all and bring his powerful clients down with him.
1: He's a con man. And I think he's a pretty good con man. Some people tell you absolutely fantastical stories and and they turn out to be true. Rat
0: from Canada Land Podcasts. Subscribe to
1: it now. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Love
0: you guys. So thanks for listening. If there's something you want to hear, just like hit us up.
1: You can email us at queenshistorypodcast at gmail.com.
0: Find us on Twitter. We're at Queens Underscore Podcast. We're on SoundCloud and Stitcher. And
1: follow us on iTunes at Queen's Podcast, All one word. All smash up.
0: Queen's Podcast. Um, follow us on Facebook. Our intro music is by K Sparks featuring Beyond Belief. Thanks for letting us use your song, guys. Thanks, guys, for listening. Cheers. Bye, girl. Clink, clink. (laughs) Mwah.